This week on This Week in Blurred's Ball. Blame Canada. Blame Canada. With that hockey hullabaloo and that... Sir, I represent the estates of Parker and Stone. You must cease and desist this unlawful recreation now. They're not even a real country. Anyway. I warned you. Welcome to This Week in Blurren's Ball, my fellow Earthicans, as I discuss in my book, Earth and the Balance, and the much more popular, Harry Potter and the Balance of Earth, we need to defend our planet against pollution, as well as dark wizards. Sure, blame the wizards. Oh, Al Gore, willing to play himself on Futurama. In the future. Damn, that dollar, that hundred dollars could have gotten me One liter of gas. Bam! (laughs) Oh, Al Gore. Truly our greatest president. Oh, yes. Truly our greatest president. He still could be president. He's still still younger. He's younger than the last two presidents. Yeah, well, you know, we elected an old person and a swamp monster. So, you know. Hey, we didn't elect anyone. We... Right, the 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 server farm in Magnitogorsk did that for us. <laughs> yeah, good old Magnitogorsk. Uh, go Metalgurg. <laughs> Didn't this used to be a baseball podcast? <laughs> baseball podcast? Yeah. Anyway, I'm your co-host Ben Bloom. With me, as always, is Jacob Morris. Count them: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven game winning streak. Good, good for Boston. Proving the old adage, you can't win the division in April, but you sure can lose it. Yes. And so far, they are not actively losing the division. Uh, yeah. I believe they're in first place in the division. And again, it's April. It's easy to overreact. So that's why we're going to do it. Yeah. Go ahead. Enjoy that first place in April pennant. That's a pennant, right? Oh, yeah. I, I've seen teams hang up President's Trophy banners before. like Conference finalists. Yep. We lost to the Patriots. 18 and 0, 16 and 0 regular season. 0 and 16 regular season. Hey, there should be a pennant for that. That's an accomplishment. Especially when Detroit does it so often. Yeah. Oh, Detroit. Yeah, Cleveland, Detroit. Fun towns, garbage football teams. At least we're not Detroit. We're not Detroit. Man, we've referenced that so many times on this podcast. We really have, and we only know it because Jay and Dan referenced it years ago, and they still referenced it for a while on their show. Oh, Jay and Dan. R.I.P. Jay and Dan. Well, I mean, Dan's still very much alive. But the show's dead. (laughs) Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, Anywho. 
Blue Jays are looking like a baseball team as well. They are, and they're missing a couple of key pieces. Uh, so still, uh, still missing key offseason acquisition uh, in the form. Georg von Trapp. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Georg von Trapp. Uh, oh, man, you've completely thrown me off here. I have confidence in sunshine. I have confidence in rain. Well, I'll, I'll let you get back to it. Sorry. Still missing key offseason acquisition, George Springer, um, who is not coming with them on this road trip now, um, because although his oblique has healed, he's dealing with some leg issues. Now, what is an oblique? Uh, I believe it's in your side. You're wrong. It's actually your toe. Your toe. <laughs> Is it now? Nope, but that's why I'm not the guest host of Jeopardy. But yeah, you mean I've seen like Vladdy's been looking like a well-rounded baseball player this year, which has been huge for the Jays because you know there always was the defensive question mark, but he's settling in nicely at first. I mean, yeah, and he's he is doing some athletic stretching at first. And they're also missing silver slugger winner Teoscar Hernandez, uh mm-hmm. down with COVID. Which again he, it, he is, one might say, ooh, ah, 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 down with the sickness. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm not how we're doing it now. You're not the only one who can make terrible jokes here, Ben. Okay, sound of music, system of a down. Oh. Yeah, potato tomato at this point. Yes, so... Uh, he is out for at least another 10 days with COVID, uh, wishing him a quick recovery because uh, that can be a real bitch. Absolutely. And, you know, you heard uh, some of the Jays players have already been getting vaccines, which is great because, you know, in Florida, they are eligible. Yeah. Uh, um, and I mean, the whole Yankees team has been vaccinated and they all got the J&J vaccine. So they're good to go. Boston's at Johnson & Johnson. Yeah, so um, many teams have been getting vaccinated quite expediently, and uh, the league has made um, has made some policies that say once you have eighty five percent of your team eighty eighty five I'm not exactly sure percent of your range. traveling party vaccinated, uh, they they uh, lighten some policies on you. Uh, not everybody has to be wearing masks in the dugout. You're allowed to have your spouse or a significant other travel with you on road trips. Uh, fun stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, again, when you have are reaching a level of potential herd immunity, again, how you got there is not the way you want to get there. But as you're getting there, the, the hope is that restrictions can be eased. But again, it's a shot in the arm or 25% of your country having already been sick and developed antibodies. Yeah. Yeah, again, that's not how you want to do it. It's like Zach Brannigan and the Killbots. You send wave after wave of men at them until they've until they reach their kill limit. Exactly. That's that's how it works. Whatever your problem is, I'm prepared to send wave after wave of men at it. <laughs> the policies of Zach Brannigan and Joseph Stalin. <laughs> <laughs> Woof. I'm not wrong. No, you're not, but it's still... Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, no, we're working blue today. Apparently. (laughs) Oh, man. 
So let's do a quick standings update, shall we? Uh, let's do it. A way too early, definitely getting ahead of ourselves. Look at the standings. Boston Red Sox leading the AL East with a seven and three record. Everyone else is five and six. So again, everybody else tied for second. Wide open or tied for last, depending on how you look at things. Well, second is last right now. But you have to say it explicitly. (laughs) In the central, we've got Cleveland. Not Detroit. Not Detroit. Cleveland at six and four. And okay. Again, still early. Chicago, which is tied for third, a.k.a. last. They've still yet to, you know, get things going. But again, losing Aloy Jimenez is going to really impact the team. That really hurt. And in the West, somehow the Angels are winning games. I mean, they are finally putting it together this year. Took them goddamn long enough. It's not like they had Mike Trout or anything. Well, Joe Madden is taking the incredibly progressive step of not playing Albert Pujols every day. Because he's in his last season and he's 75 years old. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've got a very good first baseman who is not Albert Pujols. So, you know. Yeah, again, you have Pujols as DH, you have him pinch hit and then pinch run for him immediately. Frankly, I'm amazed he just doesn't have a plaque in Cooperstown already because he earned it at least five years ago. Oh, yeah. I mean, he arguably had it when he left St. Louis. Oh, for sure. Like, just based on the awards and the hit totals in that span of time. Exactly. I mean, it'd be nice to see him get to 700 home runs, but I just don't think he's got enough left in the tank. He's past Willie Mays, though, so that's already elite, insane, astronomic territory. Love to see him get past A-Rod. Now yeah, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, right? Yeah, we're we're gonna get to that later, but yeah, yeah. And like, okay, why 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 not? He he really wants to go to team owner camp. He does. Yeah, he, he just he just sit around a campfire with Steve Ballmer and Mark Cuban and roast marshmallows, but instead of you know graham crackers, they use hundred dollar bills. Yeah. That's how it works at Billionaire that's, Camp. That's how it works at Billionaire Camp, right? Now, hold on, Bernsey. You're only a millionaire now. Ah, I own I, a minor league hockey team. Ah. Damn it. I was gonna. I was not going to pick that episode. It's like season 23. It's not that good. Mm-hmm. But again, it has a fun scene of Mr. Burns being thrown into Millionaire Camp. Yeah. Uh, it also includes a subplot about Lisa saving the bees. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Willie's bees. Wow, Willie, I didn't know you were an apiarist. From context, I'll say that means beekeeper. See, it still had some legs. It did. I mean, it's it's a later season episode, but it's a decent later season episode. Mm-hmm. Speaking of later season episodes, we now move to the National League where after some COVID-related delays, the Mets got their season underway, the Nationals got their season underway, and that division's a mess and kind of a write-off and very confusing, so we're going to skip who's in in first place there because it doesn't make any worldly sense. Nope, but, you know, the Mets have Kevin Pillar hitting leadoff, and as the Blue Jays fans can tell you, it don't work. It 
it don't work. <laughs> also, the Mets are trying to be the 2015 Blue Jays. Kevin Pillar in center field, Marcus Stroman in the rotation, Miguel Castro closing. Yeah, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Oh, that's the first thing that's gone wrong. <laughs> a mouse said cheese. Man, I did not get that was a Westworld reference for so long. Right? And like the good Westworld with Yul Brynner as a robot. <laughs> hey, season one was great. I never watched it. I felt like HBO was getting too HBO-y. Fair enough. But Westworld, Yul Brenner as a cowboy robot? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Yul Brenner as a renegade cowboy robot? Yul Brenner. That's anything, much- with, anything with Yul Brenner is great. Yeah, I mean, pretty much you could retcon it that the Magnificent Seven was all replicants. The Magnificent Seven all took place inside of Westworld. Whoa. How do you think they got Charles Bronson and Steve McQueen? Think about it. James Garner in that, or is that The Great Escape? I think James James Garner's in The Dirty Dozen. Also Donald Sutherland and, and Jim Brown. Oh, man. Yeah, great movie great movies but the nl central is not a great movie because somehow the cincinnati reds are in first place and they're beside kentucky so that's minus points for them Uh, but again early season doesn't mean anything but holy fuck the dodgers are nine and two give me it's over it's over but controversy in dodger land named trevor bauer who could have thunk um, that Trevor Bauer would be controversial? I am shocked. Actually, no, I'm not that shocked. Shocked. Shocked, I say. Well, actually, not that shocked. So, it's a sticky situation, to say the least. Yes. Quite sticky. One might say he had his fingers in something. One might also say he was using foreign substances on a baseball. <laughs> yes, one might. Uh <laughs> Pine tar, perhaps. Scuffing. Sunscreen, perhaps. Scuffing the ball, also perhaps. Is that what they do in cricket? Yes, it is. Didn't like an Australian guy get like banned for life and forced to say an apology to Her Majesty the Queen? I believe so. That depends the rules of cricket. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Trevor Bauer had baseballs sent to the commissioner's office for further inspection. Because there was shit on it. Perhaps literally. We don't know. But in spite of the investigation ongoing, he got to pitch last night. How'd he do? Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't watch the game. You just know him because he's Trevor Bauer, noted lizard person, and arm exercise enthusiast. Yes, that's our way of calling him a wanker. Yes. <laughs> and doing the Zemo dance. Oh, Baron Zemo. Oh, aren't you a little stinker? <laughs> oh, you can just imagine him like poking out of the bathroom bowl being like, it's I und stinker. <laughs> he literally went down a bathroom drain. <laughs> oh, man. We haven't talked about Falcon and the Winter Soldier as much as we should have. No, we really shouldn't have, other than the Zemo dance, which they released the Zemo cut. Yes. And it didn't take us three years of online pressure and bullying the studio, because Marvel is cool. 
except for Joss Whedon. Yeah. Again, you could say that about anything in life and just add except for Joss Whedon and it's an acceptable sentence. Joss Whedon is no longer associated with Marvel Studios, so it's all good. He just made, you know, one of their most successful movies, but we're not going to talk about that. Yeah, but he also made Ultron, so, you know, should have seen it coming. Should have seen it coming. So, holy shit, they went full Homelander. Yeah. 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 I mean, Wyatt Russell is actually good at acting. Yeah, and he's not just riding on the coattails of his incredibly famous actor father and actor mother. Right? Like, again, like, he had, it's like, he's like the, he's turning into the Fernando Tatis Jr. of acting. Yeah, and he he is terrific in his own right, and he's great at making us hate him, which yeah. means he's a great actor. Yeah, same with Jack Gleason. Uh, like, not like the famous one, like, like the little kid who played Joffrey. Yeah. If you hate them for their role, that means they're doing it right. If like, you hate them because they're a terrible actor, that means they're doing it wrong. Yes, but again, watching Homelander America lose his shit and do exactly what we all... By the way, him. spoilers, folks. Oh, right. We kind of all saw this coming, right? It's like, yeah, give a guy too much power and a lack of responsibility, someone's going to get hurt. Yes. You mean a metaphor for modern America? Pretty much, yeah. See, he's a super cop. But a cap, But Chris Evans' Captain America was a super good guy. Yeah. Again, he jumped on grenades back when he was scrawny Chris Evans. Oh, man, there was some bad CG going on there. Yeah, his head was so big. But again, back then, didn't he have, like, polio, like, in, in the in the continuity? Sure, why not? Yeah, yeah. But, but again, Sebastian Stan has not aged since 1939 or also 2003. Yeah, pretty much. Man, Sebastian Stan. Now, there's who should play Luke Skywalker. Han Solo, I think. No, have you seen where they Photoshop his face onto Mark Hamill and you can't tell it's not Mark Hamill. Whoa. I just did the mental imaging of it. Yeah. If they ever revive like the in-between universe Star Wars. Which they are with the Kenobi series. Yeah. Well, no, no. I mean the in-between, in-between six and seven. I feel like that would be interesting because they could make it not suck. They could make it not suck. Like they're doing with the Mandalorian, like they could have just had Sebastian Stan show up instead of creepily de-aged Mark, Mark Hamill. Hamill. You know what? Which, Give Mark Hamill all the work he deserves. Like yes, uh, hey, Mark Hamill is a perfectly cromulent actor. Actually, he's far more than cromulent. Mark Hamill's oh, yeah. a great actor. He's an exceptional actor and one of the greatest voice actors of all time, and criminally underrated. As a villain. Yes. Voice yeah. acting as the Joker in Batman the Animated Series. Voice mm-hmm. a- uh, acting as the trickster in The Flash. Both the original Flash with John Wesley Shipp and new Flash uh, with uh, Grant, Grant Gustin. Yeah, and yeah. a terrific turn on Criminal Minds. That's right. Oh, man. And now, in his latest starring venture, he's playing Burt Kreischer's father in The Machine. Nice! Right? I mean, 
I can see that. Like gruff Mark Hamill playing Burt Kreischer's arguably gruff dad. Yeah. No. Terrific actor. That said, we don't need him to play himself 40 years ago. That's true. We we we, we have Sebastian Stan for that. Exactly. Or, or interchangeable white actors like Alden Ehrenreich, Ansel Elgort, um, Miles Teller, Logan. And Ansel Herman. Elgort has such a great name. He does. He's like, I'm pretty sure like they, they built him in a lab. Or Tom Holland. Tom Holland could do anything. He can, yeah. He's you know he went to high school to be Peter Parker? Yeah. And no one really noticed or cared. No. <laughs> they built him in a lab to be Spider-Man. Yeah. But enough about... Now let's talk about it a bit more, because two episodes left in this season of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Pretty sure that... Uh, what's what, Sharon Carter is the, is the, is is the, the power big broker? bad. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. That's my theory. And I... I just want to see like either Sam throw the shield into Mordor or like or or Sam take it is on accepting the shield or throw it into Mordor. I'm I'm okay with that too. Yeah. <laughs> None shall pass. Of course, in the Patton Oswalt verse, that is how Marvel would cross over with Lord of the Rings. I can't wait for the Patton Oswalt verse to come true. Except- Sam and Samwise. Think about it. Man, we're so close to the Pat Oswalt verse coming true because Star Wars and Marvel are both owned by Disney. Yes. It can happen. It can happen. And that is essentially the plot of Space Jam 2. Man, I am so excited for that. Not just for, you know, Tron Cheadle. Tron Cheadle? Yeah. Tron Cheadle, yeah. But... Don Cheadle. I, I am of the opinion that Don Cheadle should also show up. Don Cheadle should play the Bill Murray role. In Space Jam 2 or in Falcon and Winter Soldier? In Space in Space Jam 2. Well, he's already playing the evil Tron boss. He should play both. Like actual Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle as Don Cheadle. Guys, what's going on here? Like, who is this guy? <laughs> Damn, and it's someone it, called Downey. I'm not up for this shit. <laughs> and then it turns out that Tron Cheadle is actually Don Cheadle's twin brother. Don Cheadle. Who, who actually exists, by the way. What? Don Cheadle has a twin brother. Is his name Lon? No. So, I, so, it's, so it's not just Lon Chaney showing up. <laughs> no. But Don Cheadle does, in fact, have a twin brother who stands in for him at events. That is amazing. Yeah. Just like Billy Carter. We elected the wrong Carter. (laughs) It's funny because it's true. Uh, Yeah. So Space Jam 2, where LeBron is like, I need to assemble a super team. Superman, Gandalf, Iron Giant. It's like, that's the Patton Oswalt verse. Yeah, it's also a better version of Ready Player One. Yeah. Because it has Bugs Bunny in it. Yep. Who is voiced by a Canadian now? Woo! Yeah, uh, like, if you if you, if you you Google uh, the new voice of Bugs Bunny, he is, like, Mel Blanc-level talented. 
Nice. I'm feeling bad that I'm drawing a blank on his name, but that's what a blank on his name. That's all, folks. Eric Bowser. Nice. Yeah, I know. It's a slang term for Bowser. <laughs> I I also very much appreciated that in the trailer they recreated the LeBron and um, Dwayne Wade yes, photo. Yes, Lola Bunny. With Lola Bunny, yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, that's one of like the great sports photos of all time, and it needed to be redone with bunnies. <laughs> it did need to be redone with bunnies. Um, I really hope Danny DeVito comes back. They need to have Danny DeVito come back. They need to have Wayne Knight come back. I don't care. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't have to make any sense. They need no. to have Bill Murray come back, and they need to have Jordan come back. And Larry Bird, just or just like on Futurama, Larry Bird's voicemail. Hi, this is Larry Bird. Look, I don't know what this cartoon is, but stop calling me, okay? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Larry Bird's voicemail. I'm pretty sure that was his actual voicemail. Why not? <laughs> How do we get so off topic? I mean... Oh, uh, I mean, is there more baseball news? Well, it, tomorrow is the most important baseball holiday of the calendar year, Jackie Robinson Day. It is. So everybody wearing number 42. There's uh, a round of applause to Jackie Robinson doing, you know, perhaps the most important thing in baseball history, breaking the color barrier. Or even in sports history, just like you couldn't, that argument could be made for like sports history, at least North American sports history. Yeah, that argument definitely could be made. Uh, without Jackie Robinson, we don't get Roberto Clemente. Without Jackie Robinson, we don't get Willie O'Ree. Without Jackie uh, Robinson, we don't, we don't get Henry Aaron. We don't get Willie Mays. I mean, yeah. I mean, somebody would have broken the color barrier if it wasn't Jackie. Mm -hmm. But if it wasn't Jackie, who knows if they'd have stuck around. He was the right guy in the right place at the right time. And again, like just incredible temperament and unbelievable turmoil he went through and like bore it the best any human possibly could. And just an incredible story of resilience and perseverance and just true inspiration. And again, you know, bare minimum, watch 42, put in some effort, read any of the Jackie Robinson biographies, you know, books about the Brooklyn Dodgers. There's actually a recent one that just came out, a collection of essays called 42 Today, Jackie Robinson and His Legacy, um, forwarded by Ken Burns, edited by Michael G. Long. I just read an excerpt of it on The Undefeated the other day. And then I read about how Jackie Robinson told Nixon to fuck off because yeah. Nixon turned into Nixon. Yeah. Jackie Robinson knew Nixon was going to be Nixon before Nixon became Nixon. And Man, I said Nixon a lot there. Yeah. And again, just like the, the, the principles of, of Jackie Robinson, just like, like, just like the, the consummate integrity. Like if he was on the democratic ticket, who knows what would have happened in 68. But again, that's playing, you know, what if history too Yeah, much. oh man, so much what if history. And, and you know, I doubt that, you know, in 1968 America was ready for a black vice president. That but being said, I would have voted for him. It's Jackie Robinson, American yeah. hero. Yes. And again, so tomorrow, April 15th, Jackie Robinson Day, you'll see 42 everywhere. And again, still... 
an insane amount of work to be done in order to address the racial inequities, not just in baseball, but in society. But it's a day to commemorate one of the heroes of not only civil rights, but human rights. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, I'm going to die on this hill. Chadwick Boseman should have won an Oscar for playing Jackie Robinson. He's going to get his due this year for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, but yeah, that was a phenomenal performance. Yeah, he became Jackie. Which, again, he he was a very, like, like had very specific mannerisms. He had a very, like, like, at times reserved demeanor, and but also at times, like, great levels of passion, which really shone through in his performance. Yeah. Uh, my favorite story about Chadwick learning to be Jackie is he went to baseball camp and actually was got to the level where he was hitting consistently off of minor league pitching. That's amazing. Yeah. Like oh. he, he committed to that role. He said, if I am going to play this, this African-American icon, I have to do him justice. And, and he did more than that. I mean, yeah, no. So again, bare minimum, watch the movie. If you like concerted effort, read about Jack Robinson, read about the current initiatives to, you know, you know, like to, 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 you know, get, you know, like the disadvantaged kids into baseball programs, especially in BIPOC communities. And yeah, again, it, it is always great to see, you know, like 42 on everyone's uh, jersey numbers. And I remember couple years ago uh during one of the jackie robinson day games in toronto um the uh, sportsnet was doing like the pan of the crowd and it showed a young kid in a gray brooklyn dodgers jersey a blue brooklyn dodgers hat and it was my little brother and i'm like that is amazing that is pretty awesome i'm like again it's cool to see like a sibling on tv but again like i've said this before my little brother is like a jackie robinson scholar and it was cool like to see like the broadcast being like look even the young generation like can appreciate it and now that my brother's older you know young generation keep learning keep learning yeah uh yeah and uh when the world opens back up again uh, i encourage everyone to go visit the negro leagues baseball museum in kansas city podcast road trip podcast road trip in you know 2025 <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is a phenomenal place. Uh, amongst their other initiatives, they maintain the Kansas City YMCA, where the Negro Leagues were first founded uh, and formalized. And uh, they have a phenomenal uh, facility there. And, um, you know, every, every little bit helps to help keep them in business. Uh, it's been an especially trying year for them because they are – pretty much entirely dependent on gate receipts to stay open. So, you know, if you can afford it, and I know not everybody can, but if you can, uh, throw some money their way in the form of getting some cool merch that they have or make a donation. Uh, they could really they could really use it. And again, this is unsolicited um, us speaking, uh, speaking for them. I mean, like both of us, you know, like are in awe of the work that uh, people like Bob Kendrick are doing down there. And, you know, I've, I've been to Missouri. I haven't been to that side of the state yet, but again, it's on my list of places to go. And yeah, it, if, if you can donate, contribute, there's a lot of great stuff in, in their gift shop, which 
let's be honest, the best part of every museum and Hall of Fame is the gift shop. Yeah. There's so, a, yeah, the gift shop is the memorabilia. You see, the, I miss gift shops more than museums. I miss everything. I miss going yeah. outside. Out, outside is nice. I had to mail a letter yesterday and I was wearing like every mask conceivable, jumping onto the street when people weren't wearing masks. It wasn't enjoyable. It's really not. Get vaccinated. Get vaccinated if you can. Don't jump the queue, but when it's your turn, jump. Yes. Like, 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 the, like the literal jumping, not the figurative jumping. Yes. Get your shot. Yes. Do not throw away your shot. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, it's that guy from season seven of House. And season, and he briefly showed up in season eight. He did. Oh, man. Back when he was just some random dude who wrote some random musical called In the Heights. Yeah, and won some random award called a Tony. And, you know, got a MacArthur Genius Grant. Man. And did a spoken word of Hamilton at the White House before Hamilton even existed, and everyone laughed at him, including the Obamas. But who's laughing now? They were laughing with him. Let's They're laughing. Honest. We're all laughing with him. Like, let's be honest. He, d- he makes everything anyone has ever done look like crap. He even did a good Dick Van Dyke impression in the new Mary Poppins movie. I know. And it's impossible to do a good Dick Van Dyke impression because Dick Van Dyke doing a Cockney accent is perhaps the worst accent in the history of movies. But since Dick Van Dyke did it, he gets it's a pass. Surely all the day with Mary. Yeah, gets, he gets a pass for everything. Yeah. Plus, again, no Dick Van Dyke, no Mary Tyler Moore. Fair enough. Na, 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 na. No Mary, no Mary Tyler Moore, no Bob Newhart. No Bob Tyler- Newhart, everybody. No Mary Tyler Moore, no Golden Girls. No Golden Girls, no Betty White fan appreciation. No Golden Girls, no Deadpool. Wow, <laughs> you're not wrong. So there you have it. No Mary Poppins, no Deadpool. It, it, we've made the continuity. And it brings us back to Doe. A deer, a female deer. Wait a sec. <laughs> it, it, I'm not wrong. <laughs> oh, man. So what's this episode going to be titled? You know, Mary Poppins and Joseph Stalin? This <laughs> <laughs> confused the hell out of the audience. But yes, this episode <laughs> title is Mary Poppins and Joseph Stalin. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> yeah, let's not have Stalin in the title. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah, why not? <laughs> oh, man, but speaking of dough. But speaking of dough? Simpsorama episode of the week? A little early, but why not? Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at my call sheet, and I don't have any paper in front of me, so let's get into it. Let's get into it. So I have picked the season seven classic, Homer the Smithers. Ooh, underappreciated but definitely a rewatchable one is this about my cube yeah so it's where smithers gets to take a vacation forced Uh, to take a vacation yes forced to take a vacation by mr burns and picks the one person to replace him that would be so incompetent that there's no way that he could be replaced permanently homer 
And it turns out Homer's great at being a Smithers. Yeah, because he punches Mr. Burns in the face and Mr. Burns becomes self-reliant. Yeah. Which, of course, that's how you succeed in business without really trying. <laughs> if there's ever something wrong with your 107-year-old boss, just punch him in the face. Yeah. I mean, it, it worked. <laughs> it did work. Um, now, now I'm conflating another Mr. Burns, uh, Homer Smithers episode where they turn him into a puppet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Weekend at Burnsies. Weekend at Burnsies. Which was, of course, a parody of Weekend at Burnies. Yes. Smithers slap Simpson. Simpson slap Smithers. Ooh, now give me a taste. Excellent. <laughs> Oh man, Homer the Smithers is a great one. When he's sleeping and Bart's like, Simpson, I need my homework done stat. Right away, Mr. Simpson. Oh, well, you do your Simpson Ram episode of the week, and then I'm going to loop back to news we completely forgot about. Yes. So I am going with Homer Defined, where Homer gets entered into the dictionary by Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Moeing his way to averting a nuclear meltdown. Our Chernobyl was turned out to be a mere three-mile island. <laughs> oh, my God. And, of course, he gets a congratulatory call from Magic Johnson. Is this Irving Magic Johnson? <laughs> and Chick Hearn actually voiced himself, so did Magic Johnson. Yeah, And Johnson not- slips at half court, lands into the pile of Lakers cheerleaders, and still makes the basket. Guess I pulled a homer. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, John Lovitz in his many, many roles, this time as Aristotle Amadopoulos from the Shelbyville plant. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And, of course, it gives us the classic, you know, woodcut image of Homer in the dictionary, which many a hipster has tattooed on their left buttock. Oh, so many hipster tattoos. So many. And, of course, the B-plot of Marge trying to find the good in Bart to make sure that he and Milhouse can stay friends. Oh, and yeah. the little bastard BB gun cat, <laughs> which is, of course, the Red Rider BB gun parody. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Guns were gifts to children. I think they still might be in some parts of the world. You mean like the third world country of the United States? I mean, whoops, I didn't say that. <laughs> Looks like they pulled a homer to succeed despite idiocy. <laughs> so, looping back to the news. There was a no-hitter this week. Holy shit, there was. A massive, historically significant no-hitter. The first in San Diego Padres history. Which means they're the last team that didn't have one. Wow. So even the Marlins had one. Even the Josh Beckett. That's right. And and, uh, the Padres had, not the Padres, the Marlins had multiple. A.J. Burnett had one, too. That's right, back when he was good at sports. A.J. Burnett's was weird. A.J. Burnett had like six walks in his. So, you know, a standard A.J. Burnett performance. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, man. Speaking of A.J. Burnett, Ricky Romero was on the pregame for the Jays the other night. Had like such a nostalgia flashback. And like, again, he's still a young guy. And like his knees just were shot. Like, like nice guy. I mean, like. Like great, great baseball storyteller. They should get him involved more. I mean, they should I get him on the powerful. broadcast. Him and Dan would be a great booth. Oh, yeah. I mean, 
like, again, get some energy into the broadcast and let Tabby Cat go play 36 holes of golf. Oh, Tabby. <laughs> uh, now, Ricky Romero actually has been on the broadcast of some Vancouver Canadians games, and he has been terrific there. That is awesome. So get him on the broadcast. Team Ricky Rowe. Team Rero. Yeah. But no, congratulations, Joe Musgrove. Yes, San Diego's own Joe Musgrove wearing gorgeous Padres jerseys now that they've made the switch back to the proper, you know. Brown and gold, like a friar wears. Yes, F-R-Y-E-R. That that was my joke from like how many years ago. I literally got it printed. (laughs) But yes, Joe Musgrove. Uh, and apparently he was like feeling out of sorts that morning and then still throws a no hitter. It just shows sometimes yeah. everything clicks. Absolutely. And when it does just don't go to the bathroom because you could jinx a no hitter. <laughs> he had to pee from like the third inning. Didn't we all didn't we all. I would tell you, never tell you about the time that a whole section yelled at a small child because he jinxed a no hitter. What? Jay's game. Uh, it was the Br- Brandon Morrow's one hitter. Oh no! And a child jinxed it. Uh, uh, good throw, no hitter, because that little bastard couldn't hold his pee. No, so uh, direct quote. <laughs> yes, direct quote. No. Um, uh, and it was like a six-year-old. They're sitting up in section five two four, uh, and it's the eighth inning. And he's like, we want to see a no-hitter. And everybody's like, don't say it. Oh, no. That's worse than having to go to the bathroom. He said it. Oh, my God. That is terrible. That is, oh, that is the worst thing I've ever heard. I mean, not literally, but still. Again, I have moved seats. I have changed which legs I've crossed to get my team to stop losing a game. But you never say the pg word no i mean you never say the nh word either but yeah no like there are certain words you just don't say oh my god yeah no you you don't say no hitter you, you ne- ne- never say no hitter like it's unless it, of course you're trying to jinx the other teams no hitter oh then then it's, then it's then it's fair game then you can joke up yourself yeah now <laughs> i do appreciate the broadcasters who say it yeah they, they have every right and obligation to inform people who are just tuning in or people who are unaware of the context. Yes. But if you are actively watching one... You don't say look it. Look at the scoreboard. You don't say it. You just... <laughs> I avoided getting up that whole game. I didn't go to the bathroom. I didn't get snacks. I, did, I just sat and watched. And I kept saying, oh, you know... When they give up a hit, I'll go get a hot dog. By then, the concessions were closed. I mean, the concession guys came by a couple of times. Yeah. So, again, you you certainly weren't missing an opportunity in that yeah. regard. I, I missed that. I have been to three one-hitters. Were two of them Justin Verlander? No. No, no. Those were no-hitters. I've been, oh, to, right. I've been to three one-hitters, all of them Blue Jay one-hitters. I went to Roy Halladay's. Nice. Went to Brandon Morrow's. And That's I went to child. Dustin McGowan's. Dustin McGowan. Now, there's a name I haven't heard in a while. 
There's Justin a McGowan and Sean Markham, long time. two different people. <laughs> yes. Two very also, Markham people. and McGowan, both exits on the 407. Yeah. Man, they should have done a tie-in with that. They should have. <laughs> Just called um, it the express lane. Expre- I mean, now, I saw Mookie Betts hit, hit a cycle at, at, at the Sky Dome. That was awesome. That was fine, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've seen – I've – oh, and those were all no-hitters blown in the ninth inning, too. That's that's when it's most likely to happen based on statistics I'm making up in my brain. 63% of all statistics are made up. That's according to definitive research. Yes. Or is it? Yeah, so for our classic game of the week – Go watch Joe Musgrove's no-hitter. Yes. Again, it's a recent one. You might have missed it because it was late on the West Coast and, you know, bedtimes exist. But that's what MLB.TV is for. And as a reminder, you can get 50% off MLB.TV if you sign up as a member of the, as a fan member of the MLB PAA. And you will get an autograph from Brooks Robinson. I mean, it's a digital autograph, but still. It counts. <laughs> And how much does membership cost? 20 bucks? 25, I think. Okay. Which is still significantly less than yes. 50% of an annual membership for MLB.tv. So 25% there, and it goes to good causes. And 50% off MLB.tv, even factoring in the exchange rate, you're still getting an insane deal on watching every out-of-market game you could possibly want to watch. Yes. Every single out-of-market game. Ever, yeah, like the, like a couple weeks ago, you were like, "Oh no, there are dueling no hitters." What am I going to do? MLB TV. Yeah. And again, every day at work, Red Sox game to my left, actual work stuff to my right. It's like, yeah, an important press conference, but what's Sander Bogarts doing right now? Yeah. Uh, I feel like checking in on Mookie Betts. And lamenting how good he still is at baseball and how the Dodgers are just going to win everything again. Arguably the best player in baseball. Yes. And again, we're not just saying that because Mike Trout hasn't had, you know, like more than has had fewer postseason games than I have fingers. Mike Trout. One day his his postseason will come. Yes. When he gets traded to the New York Yankees. Uh, they'll do it they will do it they will do it yeah the angels have actually made surprisingly few trades with the yankees yeah i mean other than reggie jackson they learned their lesson yeah wait no jackson went from new york to california as they learned their lesson yeah, because you know there was that one really wacky umpire that yeah, he was went really... from the A- he went from the A's to the Yankees to the Angels. I feel like did he have like one team stopover in between the A's and Yankees, like in a random year of like vintage free agency back when? I want to say Kansas City. It, it, it's possible. I mean, back then free agency was just you know the the Rainbow Room in New York City. <laughs> yep. Kansas City, no, he was with the Athletics when they were in Kansas City. Wow. Remember that? No. Uh, neither, neither do I. <laughs> was with the Athletics from 67 to 75. One year with the Baltimore Orioles. Yes. <laughs> from 67 to 75. 
for se- in 76, uh, a Yankee from 77 to 81, the Angels from 82 to 86, and then finished it off with the A's in 87. Oh, man. So he could have had Earl Weaver and Billy Martin in back-to-back years. I think Earl Weaver was still around with, with Baltimore back then. I believe then. so, yes. So, again, that is insane. And then the year before, like, dealing with Charlie Finley. <laughs> yeah, he... So uh, Finley and Steinbrenner in the same career. Steinbrenner! <laughs> oh, man. Mr. October. And a key plot point in the movie Basketball. <laughs> oh, man. Leave it alone, Reggie. It's my baseball, damn it. What? What? <laughs> I just love how just that you could hear like the South Park voices. Yeah, you could. Yeah, it was not that thinly veiled. They're not great actors. They're great South Parkers. They are. They're great writers. Oh, oh, fantastic. Emmy and Tony winners. And Oscar nominee with Robin Williams singing Blame Canada. Blame Canada. Uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not getting. I'm not singing that on this podcast. No, no, no. Neither am I. They're not even a real country, anyway. Well, factually correct. Yeah. <laughs> they called it. Times have changed. Our kids are getting worse. Yeah, that's about the most innocuous line in that whole thing. Everything else is about that hockey hullabaloo and something something and Murray too. <laughs> I can't sing it. It's no, not, neither can I. It's, no, it's, it, so it's our limit. It's our ceiling. Yeah. There's there's certain things I will say, but that's the line. <laughs> it's a line in the sand, really. You know, just keep moving it. <laughs> it's the thin red line. If I don't like it, I'll move it. Also, fantastic, terrifying movie. Oh, yeah. Or am I thinking of The Killing Fields? Probably both. Probably both. Yeah, the, the one with uh, Sam Waterston, uh, Killing Fields. Killing Fields. Yeah, that was fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> so we've gone fully off topic. <laughs> well, how did we go from Reggie Jackson to Killing Fields? Oh, Basketball. Wow. Via basketball. Yes. Blame basketball. <laughs> it's Canada's fault. It's, There's our podcast title. It's, it's Canada's, Canada's fault. fault. Yes. <laughs> and we're not going to get the Jays up here neither. No, I don't think so. Although they then they could have Buffalo. They they're going to shuffle off to Buffalo. <laughs> Let's go shuffle Uh Although they could have had the really cool distinction of playing home games in four different stadiums this year. Ooh. Playing in Dunedin. Yep. Playing in Buffalo. They're going to have one game in Los Angeles because of the makeup for the rainout. Yes. And possibly Toronto. Or possibly Olympic Stadium because nothing means anything anymore. Everything is meaningless. Time is an illusion, and not even one of the fun ones where you look at and you see a spaceship. I can see a spaceship. Yeah, that's you should see a doctor about that. Okay, but it's the USS Enterprise. I see it too. Hello? Yes, we have another one for you. 
<laughs> he suffers from delusions of humanity. <laughs> Look, I didn't spend seven years in evil medical school to be... That's not even a relevant joke. No, it really isn't. But you know what is relevant? Giving us a five-star review on the podcast platform of your choice. Good transition. Yes. So we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. I'm pretty sure we're on Stitcher. Um, But pretty much anywhere you can have podcasts streamed into your ears and therefore your brain, you can find us. Yes. Or if you want to see our visual jokes and our Zemo dancing, you can watch us on YouTube. Yes. Head Lysa as well. Yes, you should definitely watch that. Yes. Don't cut off at the end. You miss the dancing. And perhaps a puppy cameo. Exactly. Because not only can you watch This Week in Blurnsmall on YouTube, you can follow us on all of your favorite social medias. This Week in Blurnsmall on Facebook. This Week in Blurnsmall on Instagram. TWI Blurnsmall on Instagram. TWI Blurnsmall on Twitter. You can also follow each of us individually. I'm at JMS Morris on Twitter and Instagram. Ben is at Benjamin K. Bloom on Twitter and also Instagram. Yep. Instagram is just, you know, adorable pictures with my significant other and, you know, possibly a sandwich. Mm, Sandwiches. And podcast mascot, Ampersand the Puppy, who did not make an appearance this episode, uh, is on Instagram as at Ampersand the Puppy. He is a dog. He does dog things. You will like it. (laughs) You will like it. He does dog things. Uh, Or else. (laughs) I think that brings us to the end of this week in Blurrance Ball. And... What another fantastic, winding, somewhat sideways, definitely inappropriate, and at times very appropriate edition of the podcast. So for all of us here, I'm Jacob Morris. I'm Benjamin Bloom. Thank you so much for joining us. Farewell from the world of tomorrow. Coming up next week on This Week in Blurred's Ball, we're very sorry, Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Very, very sorry. We did not mean to infringe on your copyrights. We're just, we're just big fans is all. Yeah. It's, you know, no, no hard feelings. And if yeah. you do want to sue us, just remember those names you heard at the end of the podcast are stage names. Yes. My real name is John Smith. His name is John Smith. The dog's name is Dog Smith. And our show was produced by Jane Smith. And if you are looking for our address, it's 123 Fake Street. You can tweet us at Last Week Tonight.